Hey, y'all, it's Anna V. And you, my friend, are listening to the All American Wing Shooting Podcast. I am a hunter, conservationist, mom of two girls I have raised in the outdoors, and a proud owner of a truck full of dogs. My passion is guiding you to confidence, sharing in tradition, and celebrating the true meaning of success in the field. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of All American Wing Shooting Podcast. Here we are with one of my sweetest, newest friends, Chloe Medlin. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And I'm so excited to get you on here because you have um, some exciting new things to bring to the industry. And we've talked about them in depth, just us bouncing around the field, talking on the phone. Um, But I want to share them with all the ladies out there or the younger girls or even the women that are your age, because you were the first Auburn graduate to go through the entire program for their wildlife enterprise management degree. And that's kind of a dream job. It absolutely was. And it was funny story. So I grew up in the wild, I say the wildlife industry. I grew up hunting, um, learned everything I know from my dad and my grandpa, fell in love with hunting. And it actually started when I was like eight years old. I am an only child. And so I was kind of the only thing that my dad had to, to go hunting with. Um, so he actually took me hunting. And when I was eight, I looked at him and I said, dad, one day I'm going to work in the wildlife industry. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm going to study wildlife. I'm going to, I'm going to work in the wildlife industry. And they were like, okay, you know, everybody I ran across was like, that's cool. Like you'll change your mind 80 times before you get to college. You're eight. It's like, okay. So I found out about this program, of course, years later, and it wasn't even a full program yet. They were still working on developing it and getting it established at Auburn. So I went into Auburn on a promise of this program being a thing. So my freshman year, I took all the core classes, you know, waiting for this program to be fully accepted into the school since it was only um, in Kansas. The only other school it was at was Kansas. Um and after my freshman year, it it got passed. And yeah, I moved forward with the program and ended up graduating in four years with a wildlife enterprise management degree. Oh, well, I love that you made this decision at eight and you talk about being an only child because I was an only child, too. And so I think our dad just raised us like boys because absolutely you meet the standard, then they just keep raising it. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I had girls. And they're not only children, but they're such far apart in ages that they kind of get treated like only children. So I kind of did the same thing with them. And it's crazy, too, how JC found her way in the outdoors. And she's on the political side. And then Hallie Joe's like us. And she wants to be out in the woods with the dogs. Yep. Yep. And there's so many different ways that wildlife has gone the different paths that you can take nowadays like through you I've gotten to meet Buzz Hayes and like some really cool other people that I never in my life thought I'd get the opportunities and the experiences to meet and yeah like he's fully wrapped up in the wildlife industry but he's on the photography side so there's like so many different ways and your daughter's a prime example of that of how you can get involved and be involved and it doesn't just mean being in the field um Mm -hmm. but for me I definitely I definitely love being in the field 
Well, you do so much behind the scenes to make the field happen. And so one reason why I wanted to bring you on, because I have so much just admiration for your tenacity to tackle really hard things. And since um, it's really funny how we met, too, because I feel like Ducks Unlimited not only launched my career, but they have brought so many meaningful people into my life. I think Jeff Barnes is probably the best networker or connector ever. And I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. And I think, did y'all just meet on social media? So that's a funny story. So yes, Jeff, I have a, like an account separate from my main Instagram that I started, I think when I was almost out of college or maybe right out of college. And I have been two years ago. Do what? Which was just like two years ago. Yeah, I graduated in 2022. <laughs> Not that long ago. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to start it forever. And I was kind of one of those people that was always worried about like, what would people think if I like wanted to start this account where I posted the things I was passionate about? And then I graduated and realized that it doesn't matter. And so I ended up with this that really early. I did. And I'm, and I'm lucky that I did because, yeah, I know a lot of people hold off on a lot of things forever and end up, you know, uh, traveling and changing their mind later in life. So I'm really glad that I decided to just kind of like go for my goals, even when I was eight. And I said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. So yeah, I started this page and I posted all about my major because I give so much credit to, to my major and all the opportunities they gave me. And I'll tell you about a few of those later through Ducks Unlimited, the SCI Foundation, so many amazing opportunities. But Jeff actually DM'd me one day and was like, hey, I don't know you. We have a few mutual followers, but my son is interested in your major. Um, would you want to hop on the phone and just just talk about it? Would you be willing to tell me your experiences and your thoughts? And I saw that um, he was connected with like Prairie Wildlife. He followed you. And so I was like, dang, this is cool. So <laughs> I was like, absolutely. So I hopped on the phone with him one day. And like you said, we just hit it off. He is the absolute... He's, my, he's like my best guy buddy I really claim him like the brother I never had yes and he was so supportive she is just as amazing but she does not care anything about going to the field with us so she's just like y'all go do that and I'll see y'all later but yeah they yep. are the greatest people ever you could ever ask for to have on your team Yes. And he was so supportive and was like, I, you know, appreciate you so much for opening up and telling me about all this. And like, even if, you know, my son doesn't go, doesn't even have any thoughts on it. I'm glad we became friends. And I'm like, this guy is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, then we just kept following up and he introduced me to you. And that's how we met, introduced me to Benny down at Prairie Wildlife. And he's, yeah, he's definitely been a, no, he knows everyone. Well, what is so funny? He messaged me and he was like, I met this girl and she's just like you and JC and you have to meet her because here's the thing, like Jeff does that with everybody. Now JC hunts more with Jeff and his son Davis than she does me. I love that. <laughs> Over women. So um, it's really fun how the outdoor world, we always say like are our best friends that we hunt with or whatever, but this has really been a family that has nurtured me, has helped me build my career, has helped my kids find their ways. And, and it's so cool to just see it grow because there was this big gap and I was like, Jaycee's not going to really be ours. Like she kind of belongs to another circle. Um, 
And then I've mentored a couple of other women that were closer to your age that were just getting started in the outdoors. And it's like, I get them for a little while. And then they're like, okay, well, we got enough and now we're going to go launch. And they like fly the nest. And then I'm like, feeling left out because JC ditched me a long time ago. And I was, I love it because I get so much from watching you grow that it pushes me. And so when he messaged me about you, I was like, I got to find her and I got to message her right now. And it was so funny because you're like, I can't believe you're messaging me. I'm like, I can't believe she messaged me back. (laughs) I was so excited. I'm not kidding you. Whenever he told me, he was like, I'm going to connect you with Anna V. I told him, I was like, you got to warn her because tell her like fangirl. I'm fangirling. I cannot wait to just honestly get to connect with someone who's so like-minded but who has also like made their own way in the industry. It's, it's incredible. Well, it's really funny when you talk about me like that. Cause I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? I just go when the door is open and we have a good time doing it, which you yeah. know, because we loaded up me, Benny, Jeff, we loaded up and we came to you not too long ago and yes. Cumberland. So we're going to kind of jump back and forth, but you graduated from Auburn. And you landed a job after all these really cool internships where you got to be part of um, Barnsley, the British shooting grounds at Barnsley. Yep. What what actually did you do with the SCI Foundation? Because I work with them. So I'm so excited that you're connected to them, too. Yeah. So going back to college, I was not even I was going into my freshman year and my future advisor reached out and was like, hey, we have this awesome trip. You have to apply for it and you have to be accepted into it. Don't know that, you know, you would be accepted or not, but would you be interested in it? Well, being an only child, my parents were, of course, like, you know, no, don't leave the last summer before college. Don't go. Oh, I so know. I ended up applying and um, I ended up getting accepted to it. I didn't know really what it was, what it looked like, Um, but all I knew was that it was the AWLS, which is the American Wilderness Leadership School, but it was presented and put on by the SCI Foundation, and it was in Wyoming, and I love, I'd always loved the idea of Wyoming. I'd actually never been, but I was like, you know what, a leadership wildlife outdoor camp, I was like, send me. So it was a fully paid trip. Um, Auburn paid for it. It was a week in this ranch out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And when I tell you, like, I landed back at the airport in Atlanta um, after the trip with tears in my eyes. And my family thought it was because I was excited to see them. And it was because I had to cry because I left being at this awesome place. It was pretty much just, unfortunately, now I don't think they do it anymore because I actually got to meet up with some of the um, camp counselors a few years later at the SCI convention in Reno. Um, And they said that they just don't have like what me and you were talking about, the kids who are interested in the wildlife industry anymore. They just couldn't keep filling this camp, Um, which was so sad for me to hear because it was like a... I don't even know how to explain this trip. It was amazing. It was 12 to 15. I'm going to challenge you right now. Okay. Your passion for this opportunity also resonates with something before, before I knew what SCI was, we were really involved with QFPF and JC did a very similar thing with Quell Forever Pheasants Forever with their NYLC, which they had like 20 kids that were um, elected across the country that served on a board, managed some finances, 
donated by Midway USA um, for projects, for Habitat projects. Oh, that's awesome. It's a little bit of a similar, uh, different situation. However, they went through all types of leadership opportunities and things that were through the outdoors that literally pretty much molded her mindset of what she wanted to do. And I think that they have also done away with that program because completely the opposite. They had so many people wanting to get involved. They put it online so that so many other kids can be involved. It totally changed the dynamics of the situation, you know, for us and how special it was for our parents because we would actually like go in kids camp. Right. While the kids were at camp, we had camp. Um, I know you'll lose that part of the culture, but I'm going to challenge you to team up with me and already have a place in mind to kind of revive this program because of this one fact. 12 Forever and Pheasants Forever also, from, from my knowledge of a couple years back, they employed the second highest number of wildlife biologists in the country other than the government. Oh, wow. So what they were saying is like, there was some crazy number, 60 to 80% of the wildlife biologists were not hunters or didn't understand the hunting community. So now what we're seeing is we've got these biologists in our industry making decisions for us, right? But they right. don't understand our mission and they don't understand right. the hunting conservation method. So I say that we sit down with SCIF and we see what we can do. Girl, I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> All of this stuff that has happened with you. I mean, just to see the project that you took on, you literally decided right out of school to launch a hunting program at a five-star resort, we'll call it, um, because you can stay there. You can have your wedding there. They do have the fields that, you know, they have everything in place except for the time that it takes to actually cultivate this. All the opportunity is there. Right. And you as a female, right out of college, far away from family, said, I'm going to take this project on. I, I did. And I think looking back now, I'm like, I was so confident stepping into this and I still am. And I still know that it, it's growing and it's getting there, but I'm like, wow, like Chloe, you were overstepping your boundaries a little bit, maybe. Cause I remember just interviewing with them and I'm like, you know, I came straight out of Auburn. I'm like, I can handle it. I'm like, put me in this position. I'm like, I, I can do this. Like, let me come up here um, so a little bit of background for everybody listening who doesn't know. I run Cumberland Estate. It's a pretty much 5,000 acres throughout New Kent County in Virginia. We have historical Airbnbs, business conferences we can host. We do weddings. We um, can do private dining, everything like that. It's very, it's a, it's a high-end resort, like Anna was saying, but they um, hired me to come in and build their what they call world-class hunting preserve and that was my mission that is my mission um and I would say I'm a year a year and a half into this actually at the beginning of December I was a year and a half into this and last year I was kind of still learning the company they wanted me to understand the ins and outs of the hospitality side of things really understand um, what I was getting into so with this being our real first season of 
quail hunting. Um, we're going to do turkey hunting. We planted some sunflowers for a dove shoot. We're doing pretty well and I, I'm excited about it. So, and I'm excited of some things that haven't happened yet, but that are on the books for January and February that will be posted everywhere. And Anna, I'll fill you in on that too, but I'm excited to see these events come, come to place and I'm excited to carry them out. I know that they're going to be very successful. Yeah, because they hired you when everything was conceptual. So it wasn't right. like you just showed up at work and then took over a pro like something that was already in process. Like, no, you guys are having to plant ground and build bird pens like from scratch. You're having to do everything from scratch. And you oh, have yes. a very small team. Very, yeah, we're, I want to say we're employed about 20 people. Um, like five of those are managers and the rest of them are landscapers because we have 5,000 acres. We cut grass pretty much every single day. So it is yeah. Amazing. Like it is. And when I think about that place, it's like George Washington would have lived here. Yep. <laughs> it is amazing. And the amount of history and just lessons and all the, it's, yeah, the, the basement that we have that you got to see um, and actually dine in, it's the stuff you can learn from just walking through that house and being a part of all of it. And especially getting to incorporate that into our hunting program and bringing guests into such an amazing place. I'm very, very excited for some of the events we have coming up. Okay, let's describe this to our listeners that haven't already Googled um, Cumberland Estates. You pull in a pebble drive. Yes. You go through brick columns. And then you're driving parallel to the house towards the river. So Hokanky. to the left of you, you've got this massive river and these gorgeous ponds, all this landscaping. And then the drive curves around to the right, another set of columns. And then there is this massive colonial house um, up on the hill with the fountain in the front with a cannon sitting in front of that way up on a hill. And it's probably what, I don't know, an eighth of a mile drive, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All the way up to the top where the house sits. And it's just perfectly manicured grass. And it's just like, did I just step back in time? And you think that pulling up to the house. And then when you open the door, it's got like the screen door. I just loved sitting on the front porch that night. Oh my gosh. I love yes. sitting on the front porch and with the screen door open, the house is open. You walk in and you're like, this is a museum. It is. It is. It's amazing. And mine and probably your favorite part about it is you can step in the front door, go all the way across and out the back and you're walking into the quail fields, which is so true. Amazing. Or the favorite part is hang a hard right to one of the most gorgeous kitchens you have ever seen. Yeah, that is true. There's a dog laying on the couch. I mean, it is awesome. <laughs> it is. It is. We had some good times in that kitchen over that weekend. We did. We did. And that is just so cool how you did bring the modern kitchen in there, even though it's a very classic design. But it is the gathering place. Every oh, room in that house is unbelievable. One trumps the next. But there's something special about that kitchen and that big bar, like the it big is. island in there. We all just hang out. Yeah, it was awesome. And so for us to come up there, because Benny's another one, just like Jeff, that wants to impart wisdom and wants to share all the things that he has 
implemented at Prairie Wildlife. And um, so we literally came up there, all three of us, to help you any way that we could. And I honestly think that all three of us left with so much, like, than we ever could have dreamt of gaining just from the experience itself, the hospitality, the, I don't even know how to put that into words going through all of the collectibles that have been found oh, yes. on the land and the collections that John has put together and showcased there for everyone to enjoy that stays there. I mean, it's worth just going there for the weekend. Even it if is. it's not even hunting season, it it's a it's a historical place um, to go and dive deep into American history. It, it is, and that's the nice part about so the the event I was telling you about in January, we're actually hosting a group of twenty four, and it's twelve men coming and twelve of their wives tagging along with them, and the the men are getting to hunt. The ladies can too if they want, but they have actually chosen to do some of our historical tours, hang out with us in the house, um, do some wine tastings down in Williamsburg since we're so close, which is so nice to both Richmond and Williamsburg. It's an easy flight in, um, not far from D.C. either. So that makes us it's the prime hub to we're in the perfect place. I have the I have everything handed to me and I'm just yeah working on putting the bricks together. Well, I love it. OK, so. Another thing that you and I talk about now that I'm in the middle of launching women of wing shooting and being able to share not just our outdoor love and hunting and all the passions that we have that kind of overlay with the man's world because you and I get thrown in there a lot. And a lot of times we're the only females. And so I enjoy uh, more than I could ever put into words about getting to share those with you. Um, but now I'm diving into what are the hurdles that that we find success? How do we overcome those fears that hold us back? Like you were saying, at your young age, the pressures of social media, the judgments that were going to come from what yeah. you thought the world wanted to see of you, right? We get so guilty of saying, what does the world want to see? I played that game for forever because... You have such a leg up on me getting started. When I started, I was starting my skills too. I was a hunter, but I wasn't a wing shooter. And so picking up a shotgun, getting thrown into an influencer life, all kind of by chance. It wasn't like I said, I wanted to do this. So I didn't know how to prepare my mindset like you did. I think I just did that in the last year, honestly. I think I was just like, okay, instead of me saying, What are the holes in the industry that I could feel? I finally said, what is my purpose? What is my heart? What makes me different that I can share with other people to help them along their own journey? Right. So a lot of, that's a a good question. Um, Going back to my wing shooting journey, my upland bird hunting journey actually didn't start until my summer after freshman year. Um, I, like I said, grew up, my grandpa and my dad were both deer hunters and turkey hunters. So that was my main. Cause priority. that's the Georgia life right there. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. And we're in North Georgia. Both of us are in North Georgia. Yeah. Um, yep. so that's I, life here. It is. It, and that's, that's all I ever knew. Honestly, we weren't upland hunters. We weren't duck hunters, honestly, but 
anybody else from North Georgia could agree with that. <laughs> um, so I actually, that's when I took my internship at Barnsley Gardens. I came home for the summer from Auburn and wanted to do something in the wildlife field and didn't want to spend my summer working somewhere at home. So I was like, you know what? I was 45 minutes from there. So I spent my summer working there. You know, during the summer, it was mostly just um, taking care of dogs, working dogs, um, running the dogs. There's a lot about the dogs. And now I think that's where my heart really sank into <laughs> upland hunting. <laughs> that's where me and you are a lot alike too. Um, and yeah, working on the habitat and learning things like that. And then went back to school and COVID hit. And I was honestly really upset because, you know, that's your college experience. But I can honestly not, I can say that I had a blast during COVID because as we all know, everywhere but the hunting industry shut down. And so I was living my best life. So I went back home and I started working at Barnsley again, um, was just kind of helping out with a lot of their hunts that they had going on. Um, and that's when I actually got a German shorthair. She's Brent's dog, um, but I claim her. She she lives with me a lot of the time too. So um, we got Chesapeake, our German short hair, and that's that's when I fell in love with the upland hunting. It was being able to help train this dog, being able to shoot. I I remember very vividly shooting my first bird over her, and literally tears coming out of my eyes. It was like the proudest mom moment. Um, and that's when I fell in love with upland hunting. But to go back to answer your um, question, I would say that the the hardest part, you know, you have a lot of women deer hunters nowadays. Um, a lot of women have gotten into deer hunting, even turkey hunting, I would say. But there's not that many people in the upland hunting industry. Um, there's not that many women in the upland hunting industry. And that's where I would say that I've seen my most... I guess, struggle of it being a man's world and we're just living in it. Um, and that's where a lot of the advice I give other people is you're in a man's world, but that's what makes you stand out because you are the woman in a man's world. And although you may not think so, um, they look up to you as well. They, it's, it's amazing that, you know, women like me and you and, and other women who can start making their own and, blazing their own trail through the yeah, you're, you're that girl you know that is my favorite line yep yep and I've seen so many things lately of you know women starting to get into even self-defense or starting to shoot or starting to get into the hunting industry and it's it's seems like it's picking up a little bit too I think so too and and I'm I always sing the praises of men because I can't tell you how many strangers through these Outdoor organizations mentored me, taught me, opened doors for me, invited me. And then I realized, oh, I got a mentor um, just recently this year, beginning of this year, through SCI. And she is a tag team lady that hunts big game all over the world with her husband. And so it was priceless for her to give me advice, not just as a mom or as a career woman, but also as a significant other. And I just, I didn't know how priceless it was to have her until I had her. Right. Because I'd always had these great guys that just treated me, they're like their sister or their other kid or, you know. And so um, I was like, okay, that 
what I've received from her is something that I've got to give because there's just not a lot of us women that are my age that are mentoring. I right. never had a female mentor before her. And so Denise Welker, shout out to her. I love her so much. Um, so that's what, that's what really motivated me to reach out to you because I knew you were hungry to have that information. I'm like anything that I can share of these heartaches and these tears that I've had behind the scenes. Cause of course, social media makes it look like everything was easy yep. and everything was handed to me or like whatever the misconceptions are. No, it is a circus behind the scenes and it is hard. And I'm still juggling. I, I would text a chat day. I'm like, I'm going to lose it. Like juggling our crazy schedule, which of course is like such a huge blessing, but I'm still a mom, you know, and right. I've got a kid in school and I just took her out of school for a whole week for her birthday so that she could have a dream life. And I would never have wanted to experience those things without her, but it's still hard as a woman. And then also there are so many ladies that I've had as clients that have come to me and they have felt so empowered by shooting for the first time. Maybe they don't care to be a pro shooter and they don't want to commit to being great. But the thing that I decided a long time ago was when a lady spends a day with me in the field or with a gun, I want to make sure that not only do they leave better than they came, but I want them to leave with something that's lasting. And so I wanted to make them remember that that overwhelming feeling of, yes, I can do hard things would apply to every aspect of their life. And Absolutely. so you're doing that because not only are you learning or like implementing hunting stuff, you're implementing business stuff. You're implementing a long-term plan of something that started from nothing from scratch. Right. And I don't, I don't know any other ladies that have done that. You know, I haven't heard that story before and I just wanted to celebrate you because I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you. And that's, I owe a lot of that to Auburn with this, the major that I was a part of being a, I went through, I went through a cooking class in my major. Um, and that was the hospitality side of it. I, every Tuesday morning woke up and cooked for like five hours and I was like, what am I doing? But it was so much fun. And then I would leave my cooking class, you know, take off my apron and I would head out into the field. And we had a class where we would literally shoot. We did shotguns, we did um, air rifles, and we did archery. And our grade in the class was literally how well we shot. Like, tell me how cool that is. Then I would, you know, pack up my guns and I would head back to campus and I would head into a business class where I learned how to do the business side of um, every everything that I would need to know. We had, it was everything packed into one that you could ever need to successfully run a lodge. They've really set me up for I believe this job in particular um as my place to plant my roots and start this because it's it's all around hospitality business and hunting and it's the best of all those worlds I don't know if I've ever heard anybody speak so highly of a college experience like I never you know I never thought that you know college was always college and I was always excited to go but until I'd really heard of this major I didn't know exactly what I was going to do I knew that there was other wildlife majors but a lot of those are where you're studying the actual biology of these animals and that's awesome and I have tons of friends who took that path and did that but this was really like I felt like it was God designing something for me and placing me in it and it was 
Yeah, I, I cannot say enough great things about it. We had guest speakers. We got to go visit lodges. I got to go to Five Star. I visited Selwood. I love Five Star. And those people at Selwood are so amazing. It's the networking. They networked me so well. I mean, they sent me out to Reno to an SCI convention where we got to set up and tell kids about our major. Um, we had a whole day where they just let me walk around. And I... I'm, you know, I could talk to a brick wall. I was going up to every booth. Hey, my name's Chloe. I'm from Auburn. This is what I do. Like I met everyone, anyone and everyone that I could just get my name out there to learn more about them, learn more about what they did and what they had to offer to the industry. I, I was having the time of my life. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. It was, it was amazing. It, yeah. SCI is still the same, you know, I mean, I do the same thing. I want to meet everybody there. And I feel like I just assume that everybody in SCI is like already family. Because uh -huh. those are my closest friends. And Georgia is so tight. Our Georgia SCI chapter is so tight. And so, yeah, it it really is so fun to get into it. Because like you say, there's many categories within the hunting industry. Yes. And it can be very, very big and very vast. But then once you start getting to know each other or you get you get involved, then just a mutual friend automatically makes you a friend. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows everyone. And yeah, there's like Jeff knowing you and connecting me to Prairie Wildlife. And like the, the list goes on from there, like the amount of people that I've met through just, you know, saying liking someone's photo on Instagram or sending them a comment or you know, seeing their, their posts that they do, your podcast, like the amount of people that network through the wildlife industry at the end of the day, everyone, you're connected to everyone and everyone's so, I won't say everyone, but majority of everyone in the wildlife industry is so willing to help, especially I think since I got into it so young, they're seeing that the, before me, the amount of kids who were coming into this or young adults who were trying to come into the wildlife industry were dwindling. So I honestly have had such great experiences, like you said, with getting just any help, any, they're like, you know, if I can do anything, let me know. I've had such good experiences with so many people, so many companies that it's, it's been honestly easy. I would say an easier path than a lot of people um, have probably taken. So I, I feel very lucky with the people I've met and the people I've gotten to network with and now having you as my mentor. Okay. Well. I want you to give advice for parents that are listening to this that say, I really think my kid would love this kind of industry. How do I get them connected so that they see it for themselves? They recognize opportunity or how do I open opportunity up for them so they can get their foot in the door? I love that question. So I would say I've always been the one to say any of my friends who wanted to come hunting with me, I'm the first to be like, let's go. Because if you don't grow up in a hunting family, it is hard. It, if you don't grow up in a hunting family, hunting's not just something that you can like, you know, you don't fishing, you can go out, get a fishing pole and go out there and do it. Hunting, you don't, you don't just grab a gun and go hunt. Like you have to really be a part of it or know people. I would say the number one step and the easiest thing to do will be to go to a Ducks Unlimited event. And I as say that. Do what? As the youth. As as youth. Because they're not going to the park. If 
Ducks Unlimited, I've said everything changed my life, but it really has. Because I truly believe <laughs> that I wouldn't be sitting here with you today if like all of this hadn't have lined up how it did. But Ducks Unlimited, it's very... It's everywhere, first of all. It's every state, every place you go to, there's a Ducks Unlimited chapter. They, I've never met anyone in Ducks Unlimited who hasn't welcomed people in with open arms to be able to say, yes, join us, um, you know, come sit at this table with us, come be a part of this banquet with us. And um, people of all walks of life, people who don't just duck hunt, there's more than just duck hunters there. It's to the point now where- insane? I swear, because when DU sucked me in, I wasn't a duck hunter. I was the biggest one to be ever go to a DU event, you know, <laughs> with my short hairs. And yep. um, and you're so right that I couldn't believe the business people that would go to DU banquets. It was oh, like yes. the biggest networking thing of our town. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's came to be a family event now. I mean, I know so many people who bring their kids, bring their wives, but I'm a part of the Richmond Ducks Unlimited chapter up here and it's all the businessmen. I mean, every business in the area, hunters or not, they're going to be there supporting. And it's, we have a wild I, I love it's, those events. I would I love to come up to ours. Auction. I love it. Hey, and you can get me back to my roots and I'll come to a Georgia one with you. Okay, well, you missed it. No, got to come this spring because JC is the first female to be president of UGA chapter and she has her big spring banquet. That's okay. Please let me know when I absolutely will. Okay, we would love to have you. I would love that. And I heard she got to go or did she make it to third term this past year or did she end up having something come up? No, she made it. So this was her second year. She actually turned 21 at third term. And oh, she was with all of her favorite friends, she said she couldn't have had a better birthday. Um, we surprised her with a cake there and everything. And so it really was special. Um, what happened was her flight. That was when all the flights were getting all jacked up. Right. She got stuck in an airport through the night. Oh, so we're getting in late. She just got there the next morning, but it was no big deal. A third term. So my Ducks Unlimited experience was right before my senior year semester started, I was reached out to and they were like, hey, we know you've been a part of Ducks Unlimited, you know, kind of up until now COVID hit. So the chapter kind of fell off at Auburn and they were like, do you want to be the vice president this year? And knowing me, I never say no to anything. And I think that's what's gotten me to where I am today. I'm yes, like, you know what? Want me to come hang out? Want me to come shoot with you? Absolutely. So I ended up saying yes, was the vice president of the chapter, and I went to third term. It was so much fun. It's one of the coolest experiences, a learning experience, but where you get to network, like I said, network, meeting new people. So yeah, anyone who's not involved or wants to be involved or wants to learn more about the outdoor industry without judgment, without anybody there to say, oh, you don't know how to do that, Ducks Unlimited. No matter if you want to quail hunt, pheasant hunt, turkey hunt, Ducks Unlimited. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, so talking about ducks, me and Taterbug just went and hunted um, the flooded timber in Arkansas. My invite got lost in the mail. Oh my God, girl. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was kind of nervous. I was like, man, like, is this really something that I should be taking her on? I mean, she turned 10 that week, whatever. It was, it was pretty cold. You know, you're up at four long days for us because we're filming the whole day. 
Right. He handled it like a rock star. And I tried to give her a day off. I was like, we can sleep in. No, what if we miss the big morning, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, we'll just tough That's, it out. And we'll just keep living my dream life. <laughs> it really is. So she handled the dog. But on that trip, she was like, we had the dog stand behind us. And so she was sharing Axel's seat. It was really funny. I've got the best pictures of that. Well, she just got bored. She's like, okay, I didn't want her shooting in the water yet. I just, I felt like she needed a little bit more experience before we gave her a gun in the water. And so she's like, I'm done with this sitting and watching business. So she goes and takes a call off Chad's lanyard. Like, I don't know if it, I, I doubt it was one that she has. Cause she does, she had, um, she had the chit chat. So she had already started blowing it, but she doesn't really practice like she should. Right. So all of a sudden, like everybody's calling, calling, and she just joins right in. And I'm like, holy smokes, like you can't tell that's her or Chad. What is going on here? Oh, my God. So, I love that. It was awesome. So, of course, we worked at Max all day. So she has shopped. I mean, we literally pushed around a buggy and filled a buggy up. I'm like, do we not have enough banded gear at home already? She's like, this is so cool. You know, and just like throwing stuff in there. The kid came home. She got an Avery backpack. She did get a solid one, like the Heritage Collection. Right. Um, it was supposed to be for Christmas, but the next thing I know, like, she's already carried it to school. I'm like, oh my. She's like, the Georgia Bulldogs lost, so I'm done with this red one. <laughs> like, uh, oh, my God. So, yeah, it was so much fun, but we took her. I hate that we missed the ladies, but we did get to see some of the duck calling contest. And I don't know if that struck something with her because she is not scared of a crowd, you know I mean? She is right. straight up person. Um, but that kid, we left Stuttgart and we went to Jargon. So she got to see how the calls are made. She made her own custom call. That kid was picking up every single call from duck calls to goose call, just rocking it. And I'm like, who are you? Because I literally sound like I'm speaking another language. Like <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm right there with you. I want to do it so much. Like I'm like, I guess it's the things that you're not good at is the thing that you want the most. Yeah, I can shoot, but I put in how many hours to do that. And that's what right. somebody said. How many hours did you put in for you to get to be a shooter? Or how many times have you ran a dog? Yeah, you have confidence doing that. Like, man, I just think other things came easier to me than this. But I'm obsessed with the art of call making and the collections of calls. And I think I follow like every company. <laughs> and I'm like, I just got eat up with the craftsmanship of it. It is. Well, and for Tater to be able to experience this at such a young age. And that's what I was saying to you before we got on here. Her, she is like living my little dream life. Like she's <laughs> going to look back on this stuff one day and just be like, wow, that was, but for her to be able to experience, you know, meeting these people and she, I truly think that she loves not just, you know, she was sitting out there with you 4am. I'm sure it was cold. And, you know, she's not even, ha she doesn't even have a gun. She's not out there to kill and to take, but she's out there to learn and to experience it. And that's something that's so special. And I, I love that about her. Loved putting out decoys. Like she lived to put out decoys. And I'm like, God, I wonder how long this is going to last. You know, she can travel with you one day and just be your professional caller. She can call the ducks for you. Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, man, I wonder if we're going to end up 
get on this. She's like, mom, seriously, like how good can people in Georgia be? <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know. We don't know anybody competing in Georgia, but I guess that'll be my next thing. And it's so cool to like, all of us are girls. Right. And so I don't know who's listening to this. I hope it is a guy that is in a house full of girls, you know, because we do genuinely love this as much as the guys do every right. part of it, you know, and, um, and I just love the fact at the end of the day, and this is what I always tell Holly Joe, like we can do hard things and love it. Like it is hard, but there's such a reward at the end of the day of mastering these skills and just having the experience to talk about it. I literally light up. I love chasing pheasants. And I've talked about that for so long. And Chad actually asked me on a podcast while we were gone. I think it was when we were in Wisconsin. He asked about, because I filmed a, a pheasant hunt up there. What, I, if if it was hard for me to make this transition? Because I, I don't have to choose. Like, I still get to do everything. Right. Um, but I do have a set schedule that I got to follow. And he just asked me, like, if I found it difficult to make this transition, I was like, are you kidding me? You, you have no idea how hard it is to be a pheasant hunter. Like, we have to walk yep. hours and miles and take care of our dog. And, like, I don't have the stresses of worrying about my dog like I did in the upland world. Like, I was always just so paranoid of overheating a dog or um, right. just running into a situation. We're in the middle of nowhere. And so I have actually found that duck hunting is extremely comfortable. No, I mean, I haven't been out in the frozen water yet, but it's temporary. There's usually a heater and we don't have those things. I mean, I have filmed right. gundog TV in the middle of a blizzard in Kansas and I couldn't even feel my feet. I was like, why are we even doing this? This seems so dangerous, you know? Knees. I don't know. It was just, it's thrilling. It well, makes my favorite things is I know that you love it because it's the dogs and I know you're the same as me we say it all the time it's all about the dogs and so I think it was one of your other podcasts or maybe when you were in town you said there was something I don't remember what it was but there was something you wouldn't go do because you're not wasting your dog's life you know I'm not me telling Brent I'm not gonna sit in a deer stand that's what it was oh my god this is so hilarious because he shot that monster buck right after we left he did and I put on, I just, I just um, comment on there. It's like, listen, if you can set one of those up for me, I'll take a day off. <laughs> hey, he's going to set one up for me first. He strategically, I think, put me in a stand 200 yards away by myself, knowing that the big buck was near him. So yeah. we still got to talk about that one. <laughs> that is funny. And I do catch myself saying that all the time because, I mean, it just goes so fast. Right. You right. don't know. You don't know. You're just a baby. But I'm telling you, it does go fast. And I think the longer you're in it, the more you won't. Yeah. Well, and I don't even mean my life. I am young. So I agree with that. <laughs> um, and you're young. You, We have so many more trips to go on, especially together. But <laughs> the dogs, I mean, the you people always say you get one good dog in a lifetime. I have three that I love right now. I have a German short hair, an English pointer, and a red lab. And any chance that I get to have them quail hunting, um, duck hunting, just out in the field working with me, I'm going to take it. I mean, it is the coolest experience. It is. And that's another thing is there's so many females that get connected 
to this world because of a dog. And I had the privilege right before COVID, COVID kind of wrecked this plan, but the NAVDA organization has so many power women in that group with dogs fully trained, ready to go. But the kicker is when you compete in that, or I guess you test there, you don't really compete against each other. When you're testing, you're not shooting for yourself. So a lot of the women never really develop their shooting skills. Right. But they can run their dog like nobody's business, you know, with their eyes closed. And right. so I was coming in and helping women within that organization just gain confidence shooting because they had so much more to experience with their dogs. That's awesome. I'm like so that's like a foreign thing to me. Like I was never into like hunt test or anything like that. So being able to like hear you talk about it. I'm telling you, it is addictive because we are gearing up for HRC right now. I talk about it on every single podcast because I am so geeked up. People are probably like, we're done to hear about HRC. No, go join, get your dog registered with the UKC. Come join me in the, the tour. It's so much fun. It's like tailgating for your dog. I would love to. That is how I'm telling you. Now, what they're missing, which I'm bringing from the horse world, when we start, we're all going to have matching gear. We're going to have koozies with the dogs' names on them. Like, I'm going to get it all tricked out, like when we were horse showing. Everybody had matching bags, matching saddle pads. Like, it was so cool. We all had like our kennel hat or the the farm hats or anything. Well, when you get into the dog world, they do like a tailgating aspect. And I even have gotten a video recently of them playing like Hank Williams Jr. Somebody's playing Hank in their tent. I'm like, I don't know who they are, but I want to be part next to them. Yeah. And then everybody breaks out their grills. And, you know, if there's somebody and they've got a trailer full of dogs, they may have to run 20 times. Well, then they may have to run every other time. Well, somebody that only brought two dogs, they're so sweet. They're like, don't you worry about it. When you get hungry, you just come over here and we'll have you lunch. I mean, it is that kind of family-oriented environment in the hunt test world. Just like if you're hunting, most of the time everybody's like, yeah, just come join us. You know, we're just going to have time or whatever. In the upland world, you know, when you get done and everybody meets back at the lodge, you know, it's super friendly atmosphere. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I hear that hunting in public land and duck hunting is totally different. I don't know nothing about that life. And I don't even know if I want to venture out. So that's funny you say that. In college, I my major was mostly full of boys in the beginning. Um, I think out of probably 100% full of my major, it was 85 to 90% guys. So all my friends were guys and they love to hunt public land, duck hunt. And I was scared. I was like, I don't know about this. Going in at, you know, 4 a.m. in the dark with a bunch of college oh, kids now yeah there's like this whole line yes so, yes weird you, you get up so early because you got to beat people there because you yeah. know it's like the first one there um but we we did it in alabama and i had a blast it was so much fun i now now i hunt um I hunt private property and lands up here, but and I'm we all about the private property. Me too, girl. Me too. Landtrust.com. That's where <laughs> you go to. You lease your own private property. You don't have to own it. You don't have to go be knocking on doors. You just go to landtrust.com, pick the region that you're looking for, whatever you want to hunt. They've got deer, turkey, ducks, like pheasants, you name it. And then no. you don't have to worry about all the fights because let me tell you. I was kind of fearful of the unknown, right? We talk about that all the yep. time. 
That would be my unknown is getting in a boat with all these boys that are out for blood. It's not ideal. <laughs> okay. So I just got freaked out even more because this week I turned on one of Maggie Williams podcasts. I don't know what the name of the podcast was or which episode it was. Maybe the latest one. She talks about how her and someone else, maybe there was her and two other people were public land. They were literally getting shot at. Like one of her buddies got pelted. That's terrible. It's terrifying. And the guy that was shooting them, he got caught. He was claiming that he was squirrel hunting. I mean, like dangerous stuff. She had to get DNR out there. And so she tells the whole story on her podcast. And I haven't met her yet, but I just think she's a doll too. I'm going to have to go listen to that. I have never met her, but I think the same. I think highly of her. And I love watching all of her like TikToks and her Instagrams that she posts. Because she's so beautiful. She's like the most beautiful hunter out there. And I I know she's not dolling herself up. She's just like that. Right. Right. Well, and on top of the duck hunting public land, turkey hunting public land scares me more than anything in this world like people walking around the woods in camo clothes like trying nothing no thanks yep i'm telling you landtrust.com that is your answer you can go anywhere in the u.s sponsor her (laughs) i just love those guys i podcasted with them and i was like this is genius i wish i'd thought of this it's like airbnb for hunting land and you know with our ag background I absolutely love being able to support the farmers and the ranchers. And that's what you're doing. You know, everybody wins. Yep. And that goes back to the whole networking thing, being able to meet new people and learn. Yeah. I don't have really anything negative to say about our life. I know there are bad things we could talk about and there are nasty ladies and there are people that will stab you in the back, but that is just life. But our world is something to celebrate and I love growing it. I love growing our circle. And the the good outweighs the bad by a million times that it's just, there's so many good and positive things to focus on and so much to be happy about. I agree with you completely. Oh, well, Chloe, thank you for coming on. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Thank you for being a part of my life. You have changed my life already in so many ways. I remember our first call was maybe back in like, March, maybe last year, was it maybe over the summer? And I got off the phone and was so excited that I had gotten to just talk to you. And then when you got to come up, it has been such a blessing in my life. And I'm so glad that I can shoot you a text and with anything and everything. And you're always there. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm like, I told, I called Jeff and I said, well, she didn't ask for it, but she just got another mom. I love it. I love it. A mom in the outdoor industry is my mom loves to hunt with me because I love it. But I love having, like you said, yeah, a second mom who can not only show me the way, but teach me, mentor me and guide me. And that's exactly what you've done. And I love it. Well, to tempt everyone listening, eventually, I hope sooner than later, our pictures taken by the one and only Buzz Hayes will be uploaded on the Cumberland Estates website to tempt everyone to come walk those trees. The pines there are pristine and you end up on the river. It is the most gorgeous view I think I've ever had in a field. I would have to agree. It is the most beautiful place. It is the most beautiful place. The dining is unreal. It's like 
what do you mean we're sitting down with silver and crystal, imported crystal, and all this stuff? And, and then there's Benny straight from Mississippi, you know. I mean, it was just hilarious. It was such an amazing trip. Get a lesson of history that's tangible. Um, what else about Cumberland Estates? It is, uh, it is a memory that is going to make you feel more American being able to hunt on that property. And until you experience it, um, it's just really hard to put into words. It but is. we are on the verge of nailing down our dates for a female ladies hunt trip shooting lesson, depending on the time of year. I'm sure we'll have one early summer and then um, something early fall. So we'll get it all in next year for sure. And I can't wait to be back. I would love that. We'll have to get Amber involved too. We'll get, we'll get all the girls. It'll be a blast. That would be McKenna Quinn, Shop McKenna Quinn. Yes. We've talked about all the people. We've talked about every organization. We really aren't plugging people. We're not getting paid to do this. These are literally <laughs> the organizations, the people that have transformed our lives, given us opportunity and um, longevity in the outdoor world. Yeah. I, I know they're brands, but they're my friends. These are my friends. And I love working alongside them. And I, I just feel lucky enough to know them, to be able to be a part of this world. Well, you're doing big things. And I hope that people hear this and they're just so tempted to come to Virginia and experience a weekend at Cumberland Estates and um, hopefully join us. I'd love to be there. I'd love yes. to see people experience that place. I would love to have you there. Well, and to anybody the listeners who are my age, younger people who are wanting to get into the industry, I'd love for them to reach out to me. I mean, they've heard my story and my experiences that I've had, and we've gotten to hear your experiences that you've had. And to be able to just network with um, new people who are interested, who don't know much about the industry or who want to get into it, I would love to talk to them um, and help them out and show them that there's a way. And it's, it's we fun all along win. the way. We all win. We need yes. more people. We need more people to help us uh, blaze these trails. Absolutely. All right. So you can find Chloe at cumlandestates.com. You can email her from their website. You can also find her on their Instagram. She is the lady that does it all. Thank you. All right, Chloe, we're going to set our dates and get that posted on my website and on our social medias. And I will see you soon, girl. Let's do it. Can't wait. Thank you. The dawn's finally breaking as I leave this sleepy town. The sun is slowly rising and the fog is on the ground.